Understanding Online, episode two, five steps to quit social media. First things first, thank you to everyone who's listened to the last couple of episodes. Um, I had a quick look at the numbers just before starting to record this this afternoon. Um, yeah, really nice to see. I know I know a few people have messaged and said they've listened. Um, so thank you so much. I mentioned at the end of the episode last week that the plan for the Understanding Online podcast is that no promotion is going to be done through social media. Um, it would be really hypocritical of me to sort of sit here and talk about <laughs> how much I don't like social media just to then go out and promote it on there. So if you do enjoy the episode, if you're enjoying the show, please follow it. And if you think your mates might enjoy it, just just drop them a link and explain um, or don't explain You know what we're trying to do. But yeah, let's get into it. Once again, meat and potatoes, five steps to quit social media. I'm sorry in advance that that sounds like a self-help book. Um, I didn't want it to sound like that, but I think this <laughs> sort of stepped process really is important. Uh, yeah, so let's get straight into it. So the blog that I released on Thursday last week at understandingonline.co.uk is all about framing social media as this horrible negative habit uh, at least in my case, that's what it was, and and basically framing it as an addiction. So I think there's a major misunderstanding about social media usage. Because it's so new and because it's so fun and colourful and um, exciting, I, I don't think people commonly accept the fact that we can be addicted to it. Um, but when you look at sort of the psychology and the neuroscience around addictions in terms of sort of... Um, pleasure and, and pain, reward complexes, um, feedback loops and all that kind of thing. The chemical reactions which take place in your brain when you you know engage in social media platforms through, I don't know, like receiving praise is, is basically like the hit. And then you have this sort of horrible withdrawal symptom when you don't receive the reward, you know, be it a like or a retweet um, or, or whatever it is. And I think Step zero for me, like even before we get into any of the the nitty gritty of a useful framework for deleting your accounts was I did all the stuff that I spoke about in the last couple of episodes, worked out how much time I was spending on there, realized I was really pissed off all of the time. And it was predominantly because of these platforms. But then I'd say something along the lines of I'm not addicted. I can quit whenever I want. Uh, And as soon as I heard myself sort of say that and, and think that thought, I was just like, oh my God, what a cliche. How many times have you heard smokers say that in films? I'm not addicted. I could quit whenever I want. And I just think, yeah, that's step zero. Realizing that I I can't quit (laughs) unless I really put some thought and work into it um, was probably the most important step in in making sure that this was kind of a a successful endeavor. Um, But yeah, with that in mind, I, I kind of decided to take that process really seriously. So I adopted a framework of basically habit building or or more specifically habit breaking. So with any habit building process, you've got a couple of specific things that you really want to focus on. You want to put as much space between yourself and the bad habit as possible. Um, So that's kind of rule number one. And then even before you do that, you need to understand why you're doing it. So you know, some of the things I've spoken about before about the amount of time I was spending online, how I was getting, why I was getting really cross. Um, those are the key things. And, and step one really was all about that opening up, you know, the, the can of worms that is social media usage and, and 
work out what you'd gain if you stay and what you'd gain if you lo- if you if you leave. Um, so for me, the, the positives of leaving were basically more free time to do things that I've always wanted to do, which was to try and learn a language, something I'm still giving a go right now, um, to stop my opinions being formed in, in these echo chambers that I spoke about last week, but also just to focus on a few good relationships rather than thousands of mediocre ones. And there's this idea of Dunbar's number that you can only really know 150 people or so. I'm sure I'll talk about that at some point in a bit more detail. Um, but yeah, I think I wrote down those reasons. I put it in a very obvious and physical place. At one point it was my phone wallpaper, I think, those three reasons. Um, and I also sort of wrote it out on a piece of paper and put it above my bed. So that every morning when I woke up, I'd, I'd see this this commitment that I made to myself, what I want to try and do, how I want to achieve it, etc., etc. And then you can kind of get into some more specific um really kind of practical steps some some really interesting ways in which which you can distance yourself from these platforms and for me the first thing that I did was turn off uh, notifications so once I'd written out the reasons if you turn all of your notifications off you are basically not going to get prompted to come back and look at the platform and I think something you might be interested in doing if if for example you're on Twitter right now or you're on Instagram just have a look at the type of notifications you're getting. Um, you'll probably notice, if you're anything like me, lots of general nudges popping up on your screen which aren't specific to any engagements or comments that directly correlate to you. So, for example, um, such and such has just tweeted about this event and that's kind of like, oh, okay, cool, uh, I didn't ask. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how does that help? Um, or even you haven't, this person just posted after a while and it's kind of like, well, is that justification enough for you interrupting my day to, to tell me that? Um, can you imagine if every time somebody did something and you're working on a project at your desk, so someone just came over and poked you in the side and said, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. It'd be really annoying. I'd get really pissed off. I don't know if anyone works in an office. I work in an office sometimes. And I think when people come over and just like, badger you all day it's really irritating so anyway these notifications that they're, they're trying to get you back onto the platform but they don't need your immediate attention that this this was my sort of logic to myself at least um yeah if a human being kept interrupting me with non-essential notifications i'd get pretty pissed off pretty quickly um but yeah i think have a look just just have a look and see what kind of stuff you're getting if it seems irrelevant, chances are that these notifications are trying to really pull you back onto the platform, um, which kind of brings you back to this this habit thing. You've, you've developed this this really strong habit of checking social media every time that you're uh, maybe bored or you're embarrassed or you're tired or you just want something to do. And you're going to have to replace that urge at some point. And, and for me, it was understanding this twitch. Uh, that's kind of how I thought about it in my head. You, you get into an embarrassing situation, maybe you're with new people and you don't know what to say, or you're in a new city and you're just sort of waiting for your mate and you, you know, you're going to go out for a couple of drinks. You twitch for your phone. It's really, really interesting. It's, it's kind of like a digital pacifier or a dummy, as we say in England. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you've got this muscle memory where you kind of twitch. You don't even know what you're going to get when you go into social media, but you're probably uh, going to sort of twitch for the for the platforms. 
So for me, the best thing that I did was basically put something on my phone that satisfied that Twitch reflex. Um, so I think it was BBC News app, uh, maybe another couple of news apps and Duolingo, uh, which kind of feeds back into that, you know, wanting to learn a language idea. But yeah, I, obviously news apps are, can be kind of depressing, but at least they don't have the algorithm sort of churning personalized stuff towards you. So I think that was a, that was a good fix for me. Um, but yeah, the, the Twitch is a fascinating thing that we have. And, and it's kind of like, there's this concept with the way that social media platforms are designed. And you have to imagine a slot machine in Vegas. So you've kind of got the handle on the left hand side and you pull that handle down and all the slots spin and you think I'm going to win this time. I might win this time. You know, when you go on a platform and you pull down the top to refresh, um, in the social dilemma, Tristan Harris, the guy who's, I think he's the founder of the social Institute of humane technology in Silicon Valley, ex Gmail developer. Um, he, he basically described that this is how the platforms were designed in order to be addictive. You, you pull that slot machine lever or you, you pull down your timeline and because it's not a chronological timeline, it's a um, personalized feed. You might get something new. You might get something that you, you didn't think you were going to get before. Um, something new, exciting, interesting, something to engage with. So understand that it's, it's really, really interesting. Um, so I did that. I, I got rid of all of my notifications. I replaced the urge with Duolingo and BBC news. So I wasn't sort of playing this, this slot machine on the, on the timelines. And then I just deleted the apps during the weekdays. Um, so you might feel ready to go cold Turkey straight away and delete each social media account immediately. Um, it might work for you. I don't think it will personally, just cause I know how much of a difficult struggle it is for so many people. But for me, I, I deleted the apps during the weekdays. Um, so once I got that sort of clear understanding, I thought, yeah, I, I am going to have this fear of missing out. Um, I, you know, in the week I'm going to say, oh, you know, I must have missed something today or what if I've missed a big announcement on Facebook or something like that. Um, so I think just getting rid of them in the weekdays is a really good way to basically break, break up the habit, break up the cycle, because you can still go back and check at the weekend. You know, you can still kind of do your, your Facebook admin and see if you've missed anything. Ideally, and this is what I realized, I, I think it's, I've spoken to a couple of my mates about this and it's the same for them. You don't actually miss that much um the notifications in the first place give you a false sense of importance you know you have to be on here all the time monitoring it you have to always be in your gmail inbox or you always have to be in your um twitter notifications or your instagram likes or whatever but chances are you're going to get a couple of messages in the week if you don't reply to them so what like you can reply at the weekend if it's important people will text you um, so yeah, that's what I did every Saturday morning. I'd re-download Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to check my notifications and, and just scroll through a little bit to satisfy my FOMO. But once you realize that basically being away from the platform is okay, you know, the world's not going to end. You're not going to miss that much. Your friends will still text you. People will make conversations in group chats. Um, you're not going to be accused of being an Amish person, which has happened to me quite a lot because <laughs> I <laughs> haven't got a Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you'll be all the more happier for it. And then finally, what you could do is delete your apps from your phone all the time and just use a desktop browser. And the, the idea here is like, you don't want to have constant access to a 
platform wherever you are in the world. If you sat down at your desk, you know, you're not going to be there all of the time. You're probably not going to always be there when you're in an awkward situation. It's a very specific place where you check. Um, in the same way that you do work, you know, you, you do your work at your desk. You try not to go to, I don't know, you, whatever you're doing at the weekend or you go out in the pub with your mates. You try not to check the platform all the day. So, yeah, using a desktop browser was sort of the final step for me. And that really broke the cycle of, of dependency on these platforms because um, it's such a such a ball ache, to be honest, to log in online. Um, you just kind of stop doing it after a while. I think... There are, and this is the real sort of difficult conversation at the moment, it's not so black and white that you should completely come off of social media. I think what you want to do is break your addiction or break the cycle. But there are some useful uses for it. Um, Like, for example, me and my girlfriend just moved into a new house. Um, Facebook Marketplace is a great place to get furniture, second-hand furniture, that kind of thing. Or if you're following like a sporting event and you need a live ticket, a lot of people just put that on Twitter right now instead of um, like a a BBC Sport website or a sport website, anything like that. Um, But for the most part, yeah, I think using a browser to to go forward is is like the final step as far as I can see because once you get to that stage and you don't have it on your phone, that's the real goal. That's really where you're trying to get to. Um, So... What happens now? I don't know. I mean, imagine you're three months down the line, you've spent a quarter of the year without the distractions and noise of social media platforms. Um, What's changed? For me, I think there was quite a few things. I felt much happier. Um, I realised that living is possible without these platforms. And, like, I don't want to sound too dramatic, but you could really do... uh, For me, like, I was really questioning whether I'd lose all of my mates because I wasn't keeping in touch with them, sort of, second hand through what they were posting on timelines and things like that um but yeah my relationships kind of got much better i've i've had a lot more time to myself to focus on interesting stuff and i'll i'll write about this i think and talk about it in the next podcast um what i've what i've gained from a year actually it's been how long has it been bloody hell 16 months 17 months in quotes offline um but yeah maybe you don't need to take the plunge just now you might sort of just want to have a look at that notifications idea and see what kind of notifications you're getting but take it at your own pace if if this framework sounds useful to you if it's something you want to do it's at understandingonline.co.uk and it's the blog called um, five steps to quit social media but see what you think i think it's a really interesting topic and i just wanted to finish with one idea from jaron lanier uh, i mentioned jaron in the podcast last week He's the father of VR and he's done lots of really good interviews about sort of the harmful effects of social media. And he suggested just to try life without it for three months or four or five months, especially if you're a teenager or especially if you're sort of in your early 20s and you've been on social media for your whole life. And the idea is you've got these algorithms that have kind of influenced a lot of the decision making that you've you've undertaken over the last couple of years what kind of decisions will you make when you don't have the exposure to those algorithms? So just give it a go. Um, you could give it a go for a week or a month and, and you never know. I think that's kind of what I was falling back on in the back of my mind, but I ended up going for it for, like I say, 16, 17 months now. Um, but yeah, I think 
it's it's an interesting idea. It's something that's really, really helped me. And to be honest, you kind of feel like you're fighting the system a little bit, which is <laughs> exciting. Uh, and it's something to talk about. It's something interesting to do. Um, yeah, so I'll leave it there this week. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Really, really appreciate it. And like I said at the start, sorry to badger you, but if you do enjoy it, please click follow and subscribe. Um, tell your mates. I'm trying to do this thing by word of mouth instead of social media, as you can guess. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll see you again in the next one.